Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. First of May, good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Monday, 13th of February, 2023. From Manx Radio, 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. A background to the news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates. And the newsmakers in person tonight. Manx Business is heading for South Africa again. Non-symptomatic breast screening is on hold. That dodgy ketamine caused massive concerns. The Ravens ease seven points clear of relegation. And the Family Library is extending winter opening hours. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast to my Dave Moore. Fast to my, the health minister will be questioned tomorrow on why routine breast screening has been suspended at Nobles Hospital. Douglas North MHK John Wallenberg is being given permission to ask an urgent question in the House of Keys. Another two names have come forward for the forthcoming Legislative Council elections. Former Government Equality Advisor Dawn Kinnish and banker Peter Reid want to become MLCs. Inflation in the island now stands at 8%, up from 7.4% on the previous month. According to the latest government statistics, gas is the biggest contributor, rising by almost 61%. News from further afield... And unfortunately, we can't bring you news from further afield. So those are the Manx Radio News headlines for the moment. The next bulletin is at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thank you, Dave, from the Ronalds Way Met Office. There is a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is slight or moderate. And the three-day weather. The rest of today, dry, partially cloudy, the moderate south-southeasterly. The overnight minimum is 6 degrees Celsius. For tomorrow, Tuesday, Valentine's Day, a cloudy morning, possibly a few spots of light rain. Then brighter after lunch, daylight maximum is 11, down to 7 through the night into Jacrane Wednesday rain first thing on Wednesday clearing to a dry and bright afternoon top temperature 10 rain will be back Wednesday evening as the fresh to strong southerly turns to the west or southwest tides on the way out now low water 26 minutes before 11 tonight high tide 22 minutes to 5 tomorrow morning sunrise 19 minutes before 8 and tomorrow morning's low water, nine minutes past 11. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. Manx Cares temporarily put a stop to non-symptomatic breast screening. Uh, Siobhan Fletcher, all the details now. Late in the day on Friday, Manx Care announced its breast screening service is not currently offering appointments, whilst updates are made to the programme. In a statement, they said... The service, which automatically invites women aged 50 to 70 for non-symptomatic breast screening, is currently unavailable on the island, and it's not yet known when the programme will be back to normal, although we are working hard to quickly restore the service. Anyone who's due to have a routine two-yearly screening mammogram will receive an invitation in due course. Symptomatic breast clinics are unaffected and continue to run as normal. When the programme is back up and running, the team will aim to get appointments scheduled for people as soon as possible with a view to offering appointments for February if projects progress as planned. We will provide an update on the service's progress as soon as this is available. If you feel you may have a breast problem at this time, please contact your GP for further questions. Queries, contact the breast screening team on 642 570.
Now, understandably, this news has generated quite a bit of comment online. Beth Espy joins me in the studio now with some of your responses. Well, Lynn says this is shocking. I know of three people in the past year that have been diagnosed after a routine mammogram. Who knows how far it may have progressed before becoming symptomatic? Louise agrees. Absolutely disgraceful, she says. This service needs to be reinstated. Heidi says yet more evidence that women's health care isn't important. And Sylvia says absolutely shocking. My late husband husband and I donated our golden wedding present cash to the breast screening unit as my mum had breast cancer and we lost my sister-in-law to it as well. What has gone wrong with our health service? We asked Manx Care for an update on the situation this morning. They said they do not have anything to add at this time. A contaminated batch of ketamine on the Isle of Man caused concerns. The view of one police sergeant after a warning from Public Health. A story from Tessa Hawley. Last week, the Manx government issued a warning around the use of illegal recreational drugs, in particular the Class B substance ketamine. This came after more than six people on the island required medical attention following suspected use of the drug. Manx Radio asked Public Health to confirm the time period over which the people required help, but received no response. We also received a report from someone who claimed her friend had overdosed on ketamine after it was mixed with another drug. She told us she didn't think police were doing enough about it. Sergeant Chas Maloney has responsibility for the Eastern Neighbourhood Policing Team and spoke to my colleague Lewis Foster. Ketamine is becoming more prevalent. I wouldn't say it's an issue. Like, obviously, there appeared to be a bad batch, which was uh, obviously having um, uh, massive concerns for both the constabulary and the Department of uh, Health. But I wouldn't say ketamine's uh, a massive issue. Have we seen cases of, of incidents of, of that tainted batch recently, or has it seemed since that warning went out, have, has there been an improvement? Um, I'm not aware of any further uh, reports of any uh, bad batches or any bad drugs being yeah. in circulation. Public Health is reminding people to be aware of the symptoms of a ketamine overdose, which they say can be similar to what users experience as a high. However, the side effects can be deadly and include dangerously low breathing and unconsciousness. Anyone who does experience overdose symptoms is urged to call 999 immediately. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wint. FC Isle of Man emphatically ended their recent losing run at the weekend with a ruthless 4-1 win at home against Earlham in the NWCFL Premier Division at the Bull. The win takes some pressure off the Ravens, who are now seven points clear of relegation. Uh, they remain 20th in the NWCFL Premier Division. The next game is away against Ashton Athletic on Saturday 18th of February, kicking off at 2pm. Back to last Saturday after the match, Rob Pritchard spoke to FC Alaman defender Alex Maitland. Yeah, we made up, obviously, as you can imagine. Um, it's been a rough rough start to the year um, with all the lads are sick of saying it's been coming it's been coming you know we haven't played that bad but the results haven't been going our way today it all came together and we got a great result um, you know seven points clear of the people below us now it's looking good it's looking good spoken to a couple of the players about this over the last couple of weeks results haven't been going your way it's been a, t- a tough period so how have you all been coping with that to try and get to I suppose days like this where it does actually all go right for you yeah it's just the main thing is just sticking together and because the performances haven't been as bad as like scorelines suggest it's been it's been easier to do that but 
if anything we've grown closer because of it um, it's been it's been tough on the pitch all the lads um, you know there's been so many injuries to key players um, but the rest the rest of us are sticking together and now that the lads are coming back it's looking it's looking great just on that point there the squad has had to chop and change for numerous reasons throughout the season and like you say the fact that it's bringing players closer together who are maybe quite new to the setup as yeah. well this year particularly with the younger lads as well how important is that not just in trying to end what's been a challenging run but going forward in the long term yeah going forward this this period will be invaluable I think especially to the younger lads um, many of them like this is one of their first season in men's football um, you know they haven't even played Manx football some of them um, so yeah for them and for all of us this period will set us in good stead I think for, for hopefully next season I don't want to get too ahead of myself um, but as I said the, res the, the results haven't been good but performances have been and the young lads are stepping up and, and everyone everyone is That's to my good evening it's 21 minutes before 6 this is update live from Douglas in the Isle of Man on Manx Radio Manx businesses will travel to South Africa again in April to showcase what the Isle of Man can offer it's the third conference the third in Daba Stephen Wilson is the head of finance at the Boston multi-family office It's a group of companies that collaborate together so you know, a lot of people say we're crazy because we all our competitors and we work in we share in a room with our competitors. But within the Isle of Man, if we do not act as a group and go go out together, we will not achieve the goals we want to achieve, which is promoting the Isle of Man and making and very importantly making the Isle of Man the jurisdiction of choice for people's economic activity and skilled labour coming over to the Isle of Man. The connection with South Africa and the Isle of Man goes back 150, 200 years. And the Milkreest family. In, in South Africa, it's a very strong name. Call it Drive in Pretoria. It's a, a strong name. There is a natural South African connection to the Isle of Man. I think at the other side, the, the South Africans also like the Isle of Man as the stability, the political stability, the economic stability. We're concentrating on South Africa in the first instance because it's our start. We, we want this and we want other businesses who have got strong connections with other jurisdictions to actually copy what, what we're doing. I think this being done in London it can be done in London very easily and actually probably a lot more cheaply for, for obvious reasons but London's crying out for it for us to have a more you know, joined up approach uh, in, in going, going into the London market on top of my head you know the Middle East there are so many opportunities there so but I think as a start we've, we start in South Africa in October we're talking about going into Southern Africa we've all committed to do this every six months for an initial period of three years but you know this is not going to be the three years this, that's the short term Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Heesham at six minutes past two. She's in the inner harbour at the moment, just currently heading slower stern onto the link span. We'll be departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Heesham at half past 11. The overnight departure 2.15 from Heesham, arriving in Douglas at around six o'clock. And the morning departure for Tuesday, the 14th of February, 8.45, Douglas, Ben McCree to Heesham. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. A fundraising page set up to pay the cost of insurance to enable motorcycle racing in Northern Ireland to take place this year has already passed £60,000. 11-time Isle of Man TT winner Philip McCallan is hopeful uh, the GoFundMe scheme can reach its £300,000 target. It's caused like, 
such an uproar, which was brilliant, and that was about brilliant things mm. announced that it suddenly made you know all the businesses in the north coast and the people and the fans all over Ireland, you know that we can't accept this. We would do anything we can to help. So they already had sort of ideas of we're in a sort of different position than you are over there. You boys have a government that can help them, mm. you know, get resources in and make it happen. But as you know, our government keeps fighting with each other and arguing. We don't have a government. We don't have an active government at the moment. So we just have, a, you know, we have government government departments and civil services, but those people can't make decisions on money and where it goes. So the only thing really is let's go public and let's go to the, the GoFundMe. And uh, so far, you know, with the feedback from the public's right on the response so far, it's going very, very good. But we need to get up there like well over the 300,000 and possibly near half a million to make it work. But there's been lots of uh, talk and feedback from some businesses as well that now want to uh, help as well because really what happened when you look at the North West 200 from the outside it looks like a very rich organisation. You know, it's it's got high profile, it's got everything, but it's not really. How hopeful are you that we will have the North West 200 plus Cookstown, Tandragee, Armoy happening this year? I'm pretty hopeful that the feedback at the moment, and if it all goes well and things keep going, I'm hope- I am pretty hopeful that the North West and the road races will be back on. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before six, NatWest has agreed to buy 85% of the workplace savings and pension fintech cushion for £144 million. The bank said the acquisition will enable it to expand into the workplace savings space. Chief Exec Alison Rowe said that by combining the scale, experience and expertise of NatWest with Cushion's innovative workplace savings and pension products, the acquisition allows them to enhance their services to commercial customers and support their financial well-being. For a full daily market report, go to ramseycrocourt.com. The consumer goods giant behind Dove Soap, Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream and Link's personal care products says prices are still going up. Unilever expects to raise prices through the first half of 2023 due to higher costs. The chief financial officer, Graham Pitkethley, said underlying price growth was a record 13.3% in the fourth quarter, noting we're past peaking inflation but not yet past peak pricing. Unilever's 2022 full year results came out this morning showing strong sales growth accelerating to 9% with price growth of 11.3% and volumes declining 2.1%. Peak performers were home care products including things like Persil up 11.8%, ice cream including Walls up 9% and nutrition such as Knorr and Hellman's up 8.6%. The Stock Market Report Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets had a solid start to the week. US stocks rose as traders regained their footing. Uh, the dollar was testing a five-week high. Uh, oil slipped as investors focused on short-term demands. And uh, gold priced an uh, inch lower, although traders held off on big bets. Uh, the numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. Uh, the FTSE 100 was up eight-tenths of a percent at uh, 7,947. The DAX in Frankfurt closed up two-thirds of a percent at 15,408. Currently in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrials up seven-tenths of a percent, 34,110. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up one and two-tenths percent at 11,860. And the S&P 500 up eight-tenths of a percent at 4,122. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 21.3 cents, one euro, 13.1 cents, and 21 South African rand, 65.6. 
1.7%. In commodities, gold is down six-tenths of a percent, $1,854 per troy ounce. And a barrel of Brent crude down a third of a percent currently at $86.16. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. The Manx Lottery Trust has awarded the Isle of Man Family Library a grant which will allow it to extend its opening hours this winter. Sue and Graham Jolly run the library and its services and they say they're open to everyone. I think the idea of warm spaces, well, is not just for people who are really worried about the gas bills. Mm. It's for people who are sitting in the cars, waiting for people dancing, karate club, the judos, and coming here, you know, come meet other people. And they come in and sit, don't they, and sort of do it that way. But it is beneficial for people who do need help, you know. um, At the end of the day, day, I think we're here to help people and to be here. And we are here, aren't we, all the time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the other big fundraising event we've got coming up is the Brick Show, which is Saturday the 25th of February, where the team of the the Brick team, the guys, Mm -hmm. are busy building in their garages and their... Lego, and, uh, Lego, yeah, Lego, Lego builds yeah. uh, for an exhibition, and we're, we're not charging entry for that, but we will be having the donation buckets out, and we will be hosting a raffle, mm. and we had a record of over one thousand three hundred people attend that mm. exhibition. It that was day. a good event, yeah. We made quite a bit of um, funds as well, didn't we? We did on a raffle, yeah. yeah. So the guys have really gone out this year. The raffle. <laughs> no, I did the raffle. Yes. On the back. <laughs> but the guys coming this year are really committed to do that, aren't they? So they sort of. In fact, one of the guys came down to one of our warm space nights and he just commented. He did, that's he did. right. Yeah. So it was so, good. So, yeah. so we've, got, we've got a diary, a calendar of events coming up, but uh, yeah, hopefully um, warm spaces will contribute. Mm. Manx Radio Sports. Faster my Dave Moore. Faster my Freddie O'Donoghue is the latest local footballer to be given a chance at a professional English club. The 16-year-old is joining up with League Two side Carlisle United. Manx Radio's football correspondent Tony Meppham's not surprised by the signing. Freddie O'Donoghue, I've watched his name crop up on many score sheets. You know, to get a two-year deal uh, at uh, his young age, then uh, well done to him. And uh, we wish him well from everyone involved in Manx football. Peel continue to lead the way in the Canada Life Women's Premier League. First half goals from Leah Clegg and Rebecca Corkish gave them a 2-0 win away at Douglas Royal yesterday. Maloo are up to third in the table after they came from two goals down to grab a point away at Onken. Goals from Megan Foster and Ruby Palmer gave the home side the advantage at the break, but an own goal and a penalty from Rebecca Crugeen in the second half earned the Southerners a point. Entries for this year's TT races closed at midnight last Friday. The government member for motorsport, Tim Crookall, says it looks like being another top-class lineup this year. We had a meeting this morning and I believe the numbers are looking good for this year. And The team will start then uh, going through all the uh, runners and riders, as you say, and uh, we'll see how it goes, take it from there. But yeah, from what I was told this morning, it's looking really good for this year. <laughs> 
Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the 525 Logan Air from Manchester came in on time. The half past seven easy jet from London Gatwick is showing on time. The 5 to 8 returning patient transfer Logan Air from Liverpool on time. And the 5 past 8 Logan Air from Lynn, London City is showing on time. Just two departures tonight, 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool, the patient transfer plane, and the 8 o'clock EasyJet back to London Gatwick showing on time. On the roads, temporary lights in Ramsey on the marketplace, 24 hours a day for that new pedestrian crossing, and also temporary lights on May Hill for water supply work in Ramsey. Princess Road, Douglas, closed for patching work. You've still got those narrow lanes and temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street. And temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for a new pedestrian crossing. Coast Road Jerby's closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing. The Balaminuk Road has uh, phase closures for water main replacement too. Temporary lights uh, on the Bradder Road, Port Erin for uh, work on the retaining wall. And temporary lights in Balabeg near Arbury Parish Hall for a new zebra crossing. Still got Castle Street one way northbound uh, to the middle of April in Castletown. Temporary closures around East Key and the Prom in Peel, and also between Peel and St John's. Temporary lights on the main road for work on the pavements. In Regaby, a series of temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. Massimo Tyres. Budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at. Isle of Man hospitality businesses have been outlining the problems caused by soaring prices for both raw materials and energy. Speaking this week on Perspective on Manx Radio, Director of Davison's Ice Cream, Ian Davison, explained how challenging the past few years have been. During the COVID years, we were fine, to be honest, because we diversified our business into home delivery straight away. And that was something we would put into operation very quickly um, with delivery vehicles, online shop and everything already set. So those years were good for us. We were doing deliveries island-wide. But since then, and I think a lot gets blamed on the war in Ukraine, I know with the fish and chips, the sunflower oil and the cost of fats and things have rocketed. But our business, we have had minimum price rises of 150% up to 450% in the last two years. So that's what we've had to try and cope with. We've had manufacturers month on month increasing pricing structures to us. Milk powders, cream, even locally produced items. We had a 40% rise overnight from our main supplier on the island. And it's been really difficult to cope. Gas prices, electricity prices are rocketing. Our last electricity bill was for £8,500. And that's just running our factory at the present time. And our parlour in Peel, the electricity bill there was £7,500. These prices, along with all of the costs that we're having to bear and try and maintain a price that we can still get for our product. There's only so much people are prepared to pay. And we're scared that we'll come to that point soon. And then obviously people find what you're trying to sell unaffordable. We're very conscious trying to, with the economic situation out there at the present time, trying to watch how much we can increase our product by. But obviously we do need to increase because we've had massive increases. And just recently, 15% again on cones, along with another 100% we had to hike last year on them. We just don't really know where it's going to end. And we do need some form of stabilisation from the Isle of Man government to help us along the way. Intensive work to properly challenge offenders who commit violent crime on the island will start next month. The 
Prison and Probation Service says it wants to target the types of offending that cause the most harm to society. Here's the Home Affairs Chief Officer Dan Davis. We've got a forensic psychologist and they are dedicated to supporting uh, those offenders in one-to-one sessions in the UK. It's unlikely they would get that kind of support. But when a, a life prisoner gets to the point where they apply for parole and they are considered for release into the community, A, they will be on a tag, uh, and that tag is, is the next generation tag, which is a GPS tracking tag, so it doesn't just you don't just turn up at home and beep in at home. You know exactly where a person is and where they've been, and you can set exclusion zones for victims, for example. Um, they are subject to regular management in the community. They are on life for the rest of their lives. So there are two parts to a life sentence which sometimes gets lost in the public narrative, but there is the tariff, which is the part they will serve in prison. But then their life sentence extends to the fact that they will be on licence and under supervision for the rest of their life. Um, They'll also be required, if they're released, to live at Tremode House for a period of time, which helps them with supervision and also getting back into, into, into the community. If you've been in prison for 20, 30 years, years, then the society today will look and feel very different to, to, to 20 years ago. I think it's really important to say that where life prisoners are concerned, we have a really robust system of, of oversight and monitoring. And there is a reality that in the Isle of Man, a person may well return to the community in the Isle of Man. And so we have to be prepared for that. And, and the service is making sure it has the resources in place to deal with life prisoners who return to the community. One of the people hoping to be elected onto LegCo says her view of the council's role has changed in recent weeks. Kirian Jenkins, who's currently chair of Arbery and Russian Commissioners, has been considering what it would mean to be an MLC. I mean, my view before I started this journey was that it was purely scrutiny to challenge government, basically. And I haven't changed that view. You know, we need sort of like strong legislators. We need um, good debate in Tinwald. I've been asked over the last few weeks, you know, what do I feel about um, MLCs being in departments, not in departments? Now, before this process, I would have always said, well, I don't believe that MLCs should be in department. But it's quite interesting when some people put arguments to you that, well, an MLC, if they've got a particular skill set that's desperately needed in a department, um, should they be in there to, to take that department through that period when the general election happens, for instance, or follow you know, bills through the different houses? And my view has slightly changed in that I feel that if somebody came to me with a really good reason why you should be in there, I don't believe you should be voting on policy, but I do feel that an MLC could add value in that way. I don't believe that MLC should have policies, and I know that some do go in with that outlook, and I'm not one of those. I mean, MLCs are not elected by the public, and I feel that although they're elected to represent the public, in my view, we should be representative of the public. So we should have a, a cross-section of the public in there as MLCs. I personally wouldn't want to see eight lawyers in there, for instance. Um, I think we need a cross-section so that we can look at the proposals closely, look at the unintended consequences of that legislation and scrutinise it. And I do feel the MLC should speak up and challenge. So if we see, you know, the risk and reward and the risk is outweighing the reward but the government policy is still headed on a train in that direction, I do feel that we should challenge that's it for Update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. 
Thanks to newsreader Dave Moore, producer Beth Espy. I'm Andy Wint, back with another update tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T.